0: Is it a little cold in here for people? Yeah, let me go ahead and read something and we'll do that. So I heard God laughing. Hafiz. we have read so many of these. See if I can find a new one in here. Maybe I could become a poet. Oh, that's somebody else's writing about what he's doing. (laughs) I took it as a sign. Someone sent a a band to my house, and it started playing at five in the morning. I took this as a sign God wanted me to sing. Then the moon joined in, and a few of the tenor voices starred. Stars and the earth offered its lovely belly as a drum. Before I knew it, I realized all human beings could be happy if they just had a few music lessons from a sweet old maestro maestro called Hafiz. Yeah. No, that one turns that one down. <clears throat> you want me to turn both of them down? That, nope, rather? <laughs> I'll turn them down. <laughs> <clears throat> All right.
1: You might turn it up, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. That's a different conversation for the website.
1: (laughs) So I want to share a little bit um, more about the spiritual, physical process um, that we're doing here in ILM with a teacher, disciple, initiation, and all this. And I just want to maybe share a little bit more to help, hopefully give a little more clarity because lately um, there's been a couple people who have been not quite understanding really sometimes the relationship of the teacher-disciple relationship, the spiritual part, the physical part, myself or Jim. And so I just want to see if maybe I can share a few words that might help with some of that. And I want to start right off by saying, remember, the true relationship here is really the soul with God. That's what this is really about. It's not about a personal relationship or the physical relationship, no matter what it looks like, with myself or Jim, or what you think of us, or don't think of us, or this or that, or want or don't want physically. It's really about the inner relationship, about your souls returning home to God, and that dynamic is what this is about. And also realize that in this physical level, there's just gonna be different behaviors, different expressions, different ways we connect or don't connect in this physical, and a lot of that is personality. And that's just fine, whatever the personality connection is. But don't let that get in the way of the inner relationship of really with spirit. Even when we describe the radiant form that can appear not only as a purple or blue light or gold or white, but as it can appear as myself or Jim, that to remember that that really is about the spirit, not about the personality, even if it looks like one of us, but to know that that's truly that spiritual relationship. And as you see that radiant form, whether it's myself or Jim or in some other way, that it really is about your own soul beginning to recognize the greater truth of the divine. Because guess what? That's what we see in that radiant form. That radiant form is that pure action or expression of God's loving. And by having that inner relationship, is how we awaken to that within ourselves. In other words, as we within our own consciousness open to the radiant form, we allow that greater love in, and as we do, it awakens us to the greater fullness that it is. So what I'm saying here is also an action of surrender, of opening, of allowing. And if we can always go for that, then we're not gonna let other things get in the way. In other words, personalities. Our likes, our dislikes, our is our that's. Those things we can let go of. And the more we can let go of that, the more it'll open up. As an example of what I'm saying, I know over the years a lot of people haven't seen me as a teacher, so to speak. But a lot of that is just like, oh, Brian's like my brother. He's like a fun kid to play around with. And maybe that's true. I like that. That's just the way I am. But my personality expression, or Jim's for that matter, I'm just speaking of my own right now, truly has nothing to do with the real dynamic that's going on spiritually. A lot of my expression even, the playfulness and the fun, is my, in a sense, working in the world to help people to relax, to open up. Because when there's more laughter, we usually relax and open more. So I'll be more like a kid and play around. But sometimes people don't understand what that is, and so they don't see the greater action spiritually going on. So I hope I'm kind of being clear about personality and spirit and differences here, and that there's always a reason, even in the personality expression, to, in a sense, as I work with spirit, to try to help open doors. I've often, in the past, I haven't maybe recently described, the action of the spiritual teachers is well, also one of a doorway. Because it's not the teacher, the personality, that is that movement of spirit. That is just the vehicle by which spirit can move through. Move through. So the personality or expression here, you could consider more like a doorway for that action of spirit to move in and through into the world in that way. And I first saw this many years ago back in the late 90s when I was coming to classes, listening, to Jim. In one class one night, all of a sudden I saw, as my spiritual vision opened up, I saw this beautiful white light just, in a sense, overlaying Jim's physical body. And then it kind of opened up and it became a doorway. And then a ray of light passed through Jim and right into me. I went, oh my gosh, that's what that is. And that's where I saw the teacher is really a doorway for that action of spirit to move into the world that's what initiation is. That's what the initiation is. But even, not just only the initiation, but even in sharing in classes like this. It's often called the tuaji, or the darshan, or the grace of the master. But when we say these words, which, if you've noticed, Jim and I don't use a lot of the Eastern terminology here in the West, because sometimes in that, we do get a little more attached to the personality, or the expression. And, what we sound like or how we say things. But I want to give a little bit more of that maybe today so we understand that more, that this physical level is simply a doorway to allow that greater expression of the Spirit in the world because as it moves in and through even the physical teacher, we begin to receive and see that greater action of loving as it expresses into the world. And yeah, physically, sometimes we can have spiritual experiences, just being around in a class setting like this, and that's all right. But it's important to not get too caught up in the physical or personality and realize that it really is just a vehicle or doorway for, for this action of spirit to take place in the world. But if anything, in the personality level, it does give us an opportunity to practice loving, to practice acceptance, to practice forgiveness with one another. Not just myself and Jim, but with one another. But even with myself and Jim. Because you see, part of our role in not only teaching or sharing about spirit, but is also in sharing about the dynamics of karma. And so we can even say certain things, or maybe say certain things in a certain way that may actually stir a disturbance within your consciousness. Does that make sense? You ever have that in here by us sharing something, all of a sudden it kicks something up and you go into a funk, or get disturbed or reactive, or ever feel like all of a sudden feeling disconnected, like Jim or Brian don't like me, or they're doing something and blah, 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 and you go into reaction with us? Well, if you haven't had that, you might at some point. Well, part of that is because in order for the soul to get free, that all those things that block the greater loving have to be moved. So in the classrooms, in the gatherings, whatever we do, there are going to be the times that what we say or how we say something will and can cause a disturbance. But that's not a bad thing. Because often it's these disturbing areas within our consciousness we don't want to look at, we don't want to deal with. But if all of a sudden here in class we're just being open, listening, observing, watching, that all of a sudden on that movement of loving as we're sharing in here, all of a sudden there's this word or an expression that all of a sudden causes the shaking and we go into reaction, that realize there's a reason for that. And it's not anything personal. It's not Jim and out to cause disturbance we're out here to cause loving. And in the loving, sometimes the loving will shake things up to begin to move and release all that we've been caught up in and attached to so that we, the soul, can really get free. So there's a reason behind even certain personality things or expressions or what we say or how we say it. There's a lot of different dynamics that go on here. And Jim and I, on this physical level, are not even always 100% conscious or knowing of what's going on with every single person here, whatever we do share. What we do know is that as we share in loving, that God is going to do what God wants done with each and every soul. And whatever way that looks or sounds or however it unfolds, this is part of that action and what goes with that. So just realize all these different dynamics. So if I am looked at as like a brother or a playful kid and not as a teacher, I welcome that. Because guess what? When we begin to put definitions or labels, not just on me but on anybody, we can begin to limit the expression in that way. But hey, if you're going to have a label, why not have it something fun, somebody you feel close to or you can be more joyful with? So those can serve us as well. They don't have to get in the way. But they can if we don't watch it because once we begin to label something, we may begin to cause a restriction. And the reason I'm sharing this because I know sometimes if somebody looks at me just as like a brother or a kid and doesn't, in a sense, take me seriously or spiritually or sincerely, that that can cause a level of resistance to my love that I'm here to share as a vehicle. Because it's not me, Brian, that is the spiritual teacher, it is the living word. It is that mantle of authority that God has placed in my consciousness that is the true teacher, not the personality. But if inside of you, you find yourself going into resistance or something with me, that could be, in a sense, inside of you, causing a disconnect or shutting down or closing a door to allowing that greater flow of loving into your own consciousness. Does this make sense? I hope so. Because sometimes people have misinterpreted that. Sometimes I've heard people say, well, am I supposed to obey you or listen and take all your words and do what you say? It's like, no, it has nothing to do with obeying or following a law, the letter of the law, so to speak. It's not about that at all. Words are here to simply describe or give direction to assist that we move in our consciousness to an opening. But we still have to find our own way of doing that, regardless of the words. It's all an inner process. We've got to find a way that we can open up. Because I know my words will never do it for anybody to open things up. But I know if I can describe things clear enough that each person listening may begin to find a way that they can find their own inner opening or allowing or surrendering and letting go. And in that, then all of a sudden, the loving pours in. And that's what we want, is that loving to just pour in. And it's up to each of us just to look within our own consciousness to see where we are in reaction or resistance. Because all that is letting us know is that there's somewhere within ourselves that we have closed the door that we've closed the door to spirit. Sometimes we think, well, I'm not closing the door to spirit. I'm closing the door to this stuff in the world that I don't like. Well, that may be true. But if you have any closed doors, even if it's to things you don't like, it's still a closed door. And with spirit, we have to open all the doors if we want our freedom and liberation. We need to open all the doors so that the loving can move in and through every level of expression so there's nothing that stands between us and God. God in all of expression. Not just God within ourselves at the seat of the soul and God in the realm of spirit, but God that is God, 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 everywhere. The phrase we're all one. So we've got to be open to that oneness. So part of also what I'm saying here is to practice, even with myself and Jim. If you find yourself ever in some state of resistance or reaction with myself or Jim, look at that inside and just begin to love and accept and forgive what that is within you. Yeah, if you want to start out here with what's bugging you outside of yourself, that's fine. But eventually, you want to bring it inside and love and accept and forgive that place within you that is in reaction to disturbance. And then one more step. You want to love, accept, and forgive yourself. Because guess who created that in the first place? That's right. Always bring it back to yourself. Don't just love your neighbor as yourself. Love yourself. Because so often we're busy loving and accepting and forgiving all these things out in the world or just our own reaction inside of ourselves, but then we forget to actually love ourselves in that process. So ultimately, that's what we always want to come back to because it's in that that we're going to find the true freedom and liberation that we're searching for on this pathway. So just keep that in mind. And whenever we do that, then it won't matter what things look like out here in the world, no matter who it's with, because then we won't make it about out here in the world. Even when we go on a reaction, even when we have joy, no matter what it is, we'll always come back inside, because we know that that joy or states of resistance are always within ourselves, and it's what we're doing within that creates or allows all this. So whether it's with me or something else, find a way just to be open, to let things go, to open up so that you really develop the relationship with God. And then whatever and however that inner radiant form comes, it'll be perfect for whatever is going to serve our soul on its journey. It won't even matter. That's why we most often talk about the purple or blue light, because that's more of a formless form. It's something we see and know, but yet because there's no personality to it, we can't, in a sense, create attachments in that regard like we would here in this physical consciousness. So it's nice to have a little bit of formlessness with this radiant form, as we call it. And there is a good reason for that, as I'm just describing now. But be aware, in this world of personality, there's always going to be this dance, this dynamic of likes and dislikes, of taking things personal or impersonal. This is what goes here. But this is the classroom. This is what gives us the opportunity to begin to move from the form to more of the formless. Because that radiant form comes out of the formlessness of God's pure loving, where there is no form, even beyond creation itself. It comes out of the beingness. It is that which creation is based upon, is that essence. But throughout creation, God has its forms by which it works with its creation to have experience. So in this realm of individuality, we're going to see things more in an individual way. And that's how we relate in this realm, or these realms, I should say. And as we develop that inner relationship, that inner relationship with that radiant form of God's loving does bring us inwards and upwards, ever higher and higher through all the realms, through all the karmas, through all the lessons until eventually it brings us back into the merging, into the oneness from which it comes, from which we come. It's always the thing to move with and to go for and to open to because that's what it does. It lifts us up. It brings the soul home. But we've got the inner work to do in order to allow that action to take place. And that's the journey. That's often our struggles. But if we pay attention and learn through the struggles, learn on this journey, it's how we do our part. As we often hear Jim say, taking responsibility for our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our reactions. That's what I'm talking about. But as we do that is how we begin to understand how this interrelationship and dynamic works, how we can work it in our own personal consciousness, and how we can do our part to really get the greater freedom so that we are now open to God's grace and loving so that it can now bring us home. It's good to understand that. So I hope maybe in explaining or sharing some more of this that it might begin to help clarify or answer some things. And ultimately on this level, I don't know if it's ever going to clarify or answer to tell you the truth. I know I've even shared about this stuff before and we have before. But that's why ultimately it always comes back to always remembering this is about your relationship with God within that we're just simply here to assist on that journey. And it's just sometimes confusing when there is not only the inner, but the outer relationship and dynamic and all of this sharing as well. But I know it helps sometimes just to put words to it, if anything, to maybe help shake things up or move some energy that we can keep moving forward with whatever our own personal process is. That's it for me. Wow. And man, a few words.
0: <laughs> One thing that's important for all of us to remember, including myself, is that the mind can never comprehend the spiritual journey, no matter how much it wants to, no matter how much It attempts to grasp a hold. And oftentimes we can find ourselves going into some disappointment with the spiritual path, the meditation practice, all the things that are required inwardly to wake up to God and to our own soul. Because the mind will try to wrap around all these things to understand the experience, to understand what do these things mean. And the more the mind tries understand, the more we can become disappointed or angry or in a sense frustrated with the process because the mind isn't understanding. We're not getting the answers, we're not getting the understanding or the clarity. The key is, is to always know that the spiritual journey is beyond the mind, it's beyond this creation. and we may be able to pull some of the essence of the experience in, such as the peace, the joy, the loving, but we may not ever be able to truly pull in the understanding fully of the experience of the awakening and of the inner journey of the soul back into God. The key is, is to relax the mind, the go of the push, the pull, the demand to understand and just go with the experience. That's what this whole journey is about, is the soul having experience. When I used to lecture And share many years ago, I shared a lot about the psychic realms. And the psychic realms and the psychic experience was something that the mind could comprehend because the psychic realm is a part of the mind's journey. It is a part of its experience and its awakening into its own true dynamic. And it's a part of self-awakening at these levels of the physical. So when I talked about that and Inspired people to look for that and gave understanding and teachings about that the mind of people could grasp it and Could do something with those things in a dynamic way in comparison to some of the things that we share about the spiritual journey But ever since the year 2000 2001 We've really been sharing more about the spiritual quest the spiritual inner awakening the spiritual journey of light and sound and not about the psychic realms and and that the mind can sometimes get very frustrated because with the psychic realms there's so much to comprehend so much to look at so much that is ever manifesting in new ways to to experience and to go in where in the spiritual journey it's very simple it's very direct and it never is added to it's always the same lifetime under lifetime teacher under teacher It's always the same. It's simple, it's easy, it's direct, and that's what the mind doesn't understand. The mind likes complexity. The mind likes to create through the imagination, through the emotions, through itself, other aspects, other tendencies, other ways to experience in the psychic and physical journey. But on the soul level and in the spiritual realms and on this quest, Of Awakening in the spiritual journey of sound and light it is a very simple pathway and it's beyond the mind's comprehension and it is beyond the mind being able to add to it and It's interesting in all the emails that we get and all the phone calls that we get and talking personally with people when we travel and all to to listen to sometimes what the mind of people are putting on this journey and how they begin to reinterpret and redefine and realign how they have to do things. And it becomes a have to rather than uh, an uh, an invitation to. And it's just very interesting to see what the mind can do to, to our own words. So listen to the talks, read the books, do the meditation, and... Don't get caught up in the mind trying to interpret, well, what does Jim and Brian really mean by this? What is this teaching really sharing here? Go into the meditation and do the meditation and let your experience be in the meditation, in your dream state, and then let it waken up and carry into your daily life without it going so much to the mind. And you'll have a quicker journey of awakening and you'll have a simpler journey of awakening. The less mind involved, the easier. It's very interesting for me too. Since I was five years old, I have been awake to this action. And the one thing that the teachers have always shared with me on the inner levels as I have grown up and gotten involved in education, gotten involved in life and the journey of the world and the journey of the psychic is for me to ever not engage the mind Do not go to the mind to try to understand, go to the spirit to have experience and the understanding will come directly to you through the experience in time if not immediately. And so I have ever worked to stay away from the mind if you will or not involved so much in the mind or to go above the mind so that I could really have the direct experience. If you can do the same, you will find this journey a lot easier for yourself. And I'm sure that you find times where in your meditation, it's very easy to do one day and where very, very challenging the next. And why is it challenging? Because in that day, the mind is more engaged. The mind is more attempting to try to figure things out, to be involved, to direct us how we're supposed to do our lives. And then the key is, is to focus as much as you can above the mind. But you can't force yourself up there. You can love yourself up there. You can love yourself above the mind. And that's what the sacred name is about. If we can bring all of our attention to that sacred name and just loving the name, loving God in the name, and just moving on the frequency of loving in that name, we can get above the mind much easier than listening to the mind and trying to follow the mind and cooperate with it to find our way out of it.